This is the Beards of Blue Ridge, episode 36. Gentlemen, Ooh. good morning. Morning. 36, that's amazing right there. That's my, uh, that's my age, I think, either 35 or 36, one of those. Mine too. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's how long you've been in the field, Mark. Yes. Uh, how's everybody doing? It's been a while. It has since we were all together for sure. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been like two weeks. I don't think longer than that. Yeah. Really? I feel like ever since I went deep dive back in over the house, I've not been here. That was like a month and a half ago, it feels like. Really? You called in one time, right? No. No. no it's we anyway, it's been you a, call in. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So Dang. Quick update. How's everybody doing? Well, I've noticed on the other ones when Graham did them by himself, it was like just a like a confession booth. Basically, <laughs> he, just, he just wept the whole time about yeah. things. I sat the one I recorded by myself. I sat. I tried to figure out in the rooms of my house like which sounded the best, and I came across. All right, I'm gonna do my son's room, and I sat in his rocking chair kind of in the corner and I rigged stuff up in the room and kind of threatened my children with their lives outside and be like, hey, y'all need to be as quiet as possible. You should have done one with them on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've been crying and screaming <laughs> and all types of craziness. Ask like life questions. Yeah, like deep life questions. questions. How honest yeah. can a four-year-old be, right? Yeah, exactly. Which actually, if you think about it, uh, I was I just got back from vacation. I was talking with Brian before we got this started and experience going through experiences that I had but experiencing it kind of through my kids' eyes and stuff again and probably would have got some good answers if I would have done some stuff from them, you know, cuz they don't have life's experiences and what the world's told them they're supposed to be yet and all that different types of stuff. So sometimes it's very simple and plain answers that I know for me I, I look at things and I'm like it can't be that simple, right? The answer can't be that simple when in reality, sometimes situations it is. Well, you, you don't even tell them you're recording it. That yeah. way they're not, you know. Yeah, just very no, straightforward. come up with some crazy. I told my daughter last night, uh, we were putting her to sleep and I was joking with Anna about something. She said, and I was like, oh, that hurt my feelings. I'm gonna go eat my feelings, you know, and my daughter goes, yeah, and then you can throw them up, yeah. and I was yeah. like, well, I guess, yeah, with the with a therapist, and yeah. she goes, well, you can use the feeling wheel on the refrigerator, too, yeah. and my 70-year-old point made towards, <laughs> there's a better option than eating my feelings. You put your daughter to bed, and your daughter comes out for some water, and you're crying in front of the fridge on the feeling wheel. <laughs> Spinning it. Yeah. There it is. He needs a therapist when you got kids, you know? Oh. That's awesome. What have y'all been into? Uh, I just got back from vacation, so. Where'd you go? Went to Florida. It's a place not many people have heard. It's called Cape Sandblast. So it's east of Panama City, but it's west of St. George Island. We found it. Watch it! <laughs> I'm about, we about had to take Marcos to the I, hospital there. I, I'm like this bruised tailbone, so I have to like sit on that. Where I've, I've self-diagnosed it a bruised tailbone. Is that a story for another podcast? Yes, right. Did you <laughs> fall down a step? <laughs> <laughs> or 
No, remember that old chair I had over there? The whole bottom was like tore out. It was just like straight cardboard, and it would just hurt. So I just sat in it for months. And I finally just asked for a new chair. Well, I didn't figure that out until like about a year later. You should have done that. Now I feel, I feel like it's like a weird inside bruise. Like I can go get you a new no, chair. No, I got a new chair now. Oh, yeah. there you go. So it's still like recouping. So like when I go home, when I like assess it, my wife's like, what is wrong? I'm like, dude, bruised tailbone, I think. Oh. My bad. Oh, you're fine. Go ahead, you were telling us, Graham. Uh, so yeah, Cape Sandblast. Cape Sandblast. We found it a couple years ago. It's pretty amazing. It's in the Gulf, but there's not a lot of people there, which we love. Um, nice. So it was good. Yeah, we were there. Had, had some family with us, so we hung out and fished and swam. And My son's really into fishing and stuff, so we are fishing off the just shore fishing. It was fun. Caught a bunch of fun cool. stuff. Taught my four-year-old how to swim, which was cool by the end of the end of the trip seeing her push through her you know push through her fear of not wanting even to jump off the steps without us close to being in the deep end and her saying no you're too close back up like scoot away you know um so yeah it was fun vacation was good it's awesome yeah and then college football started for me so I'm a big you know yeah I don't even know what happened this weekend come on bro <clears throat> With the, with the little ones, we we're we we're parking it up. Okay. Uh, it's like it prime park. park season, getting there with the weather yes. changing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sunday we double we double parked. Nice. What parks? Will's Park and mm -hmm. then Roswell or Roswell Area oh. Park and then Will's Park. So, but that was sat. I don't know what I was doing Saturday. Something. I think we went to the pool. Which, by the way, for everybody. I'm on good terms with the head lifeguard. Okay. We're just we're two peas in a pod now. Do you yeah, take your jacket? I do. I take my life Coast Guard approved jacket and I follow all the rules. And we talk to each other now, it's good. Nice. Do you actually wear the the long That's me. That's what the wife is me not wanting to wear the life jacket. The uh so no, that was good because we're I'm on good terms with her, and then uh, I don't know what we did Saturday. I don't know what it was, but Sunday we did the usual church and then a meeting, and they were they were both kind of on pause when agitated. Hmm. So I always need to hear that. I can always be better when I'm to pause when agitated rather than express myself when agitated it's usually not good isn't there so an acronym good. for pause i don't i, I like i've I seen one remember before. the pause one i remember the halt it's a lot of words yeah i know the halt one's a classic but pause i've heard it and then i forget it yeah. but i never forget halt hungry angry lonely tired that one's amazing mm -hmm. but pause i don't know the similar stuff for aviation like i'm safe and you have to go through like illness, medication, you know what I mean, sleep. Oh, uh, like before you fly? Yeah, yeah. You have to do that whole huh. gamut, you know. That makes sense. It's probably smart. Because I would want a safe pilot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. You know. Early on when I was flying in college, you know, I was... You were flying in college? Yeah, they have actually, like, 
at EKU they actually had courses where you're, you know, I couldn't check any of those boxes, but yeah, I, would, you know, I was gonna say I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't have wanted you to fly me anywhere when you were yeah, in college. I, should, I shouldn't have been behind. I had a. I wondered why the guy never asked what was in the thermos I always had at eight o'clock in the morning. It wasn't good. <laughs> you get a cheap flight from Todd wherever you need to go, man. Right? Yeah. How much uh, money do you got? Uh, I got this. <laughs> That'll work. Let's roll. Uh, how you been? Busy, man. Yeah. I'm just back at the house, and it's been a blessing to to be back with my people, so to speak, and you know, be a part of that. This weekend we left. I had to go to Louisville for an event. Spent some time there, and uh, got a lot of time with my wife in the car. We, it was like a supposed to be a six-hour drive turns into eight because traffic you know all yeah. that good stuff but no we took one we took the little french bulldog so that was cool but she was pretty awesome the whole time and you know you can take a dog like that you can take it into any place that doesn't allow dogs and they don't care yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to have it in there but it's totally fine yeah <laughs> so it, it was good man we did that and then stopped by my brother's uh, little place down at Norris Lake. He was down there and just said hi to them, spent a day hanging out with them, and then came back and um, hung out with the girls yesterday. And it's not, not, it's just been that daily grind at the main house. Yeah. Kind of everything else got pushed to the <coughs> side. So it's been good, man. I've missed being over here. Yeah. So, 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 a little yeah. bit, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he just said that because he felt obligated. Yeah, yeah. kind of did. He, did. Yeah, right? he phoned that yeah. one in. Like, he said that for Graham and then the, the podcast. I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was, uh, it's surprising how much, how much different the pace is in my life going from here to there because then the level of responsibility going into that like triples because now I feel you know responsible for everything that's going on and yeah. making sure all the clients got what they need and see when I'm over here I don't, I'm not connected to it so I don't know therefore I can't be responsible for it you know I'm just asking people hey the client you know I mean but being in it I know it I know what they need I know you know yeah there is no I, I hear people say well you got to find a balance there's no balance I can tell you that I've done this way too long when you go over there. Not it is, world, yeah. It is in it. You know, if you want to do it the right way, it, it's full on. Like, I haven't, I haven't messed with school. I haven't messed with anything. It's been 100% ingrained back in that world. So, hopefully the next couple of days, yeah, I can get some stuff done I'm supposed to over here that got pointed out to me that was due, like, two months ago that I still haven't <laughs> done, you know, which is okay, but yeah. it's been good, man. Good. How about you, man? Well, <clears throat> how familiar are you with Murphy's Law? Because that's essentially... <laughs> I mean, I'm an addict, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty familiar with it, yeah. It's the last month or so, and really the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been uh, what, what hasn't happened, you know, and... There's been, like we talked about before, 
we started here, a lot of opportunities for growth is the way I like to put it. In a lot of areas of my life where I'm being, where I'm being tested and the people around me are being tested. And um, it's been everything I could possibly think of. And I was thinking of how to get through moments like that in life because they do come. Mm-hmm. We're just, everything that can possibly go wrong is going to go wrong. There's nothing you can do about it. So what do you do about it? And I was reminded of a story. I was listening to a guy named Inky Johnson. Speaking of football, he used to play football at the University of Tennessee. And he was a heck of a cornerback. And he uh, he ended up getting injured in his senior year. He's going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. And he got paralyzed in one of his arms. And they're, they're in his dream and everything. But the story's not about him. It's about one of his best friends, Eric Berry, who was a safety in the NFL yeah. as well. And a uh, great player. And he got cancer. Cancer. And uh, he was going through his leukemia and stuff like that. And Inky was talking about how he and Eric would go to church, and Eric's hair would be falling out, and he'd be looking for a hat in the bathroom to like put it on his head so he could just didn't look ridiculous while he was in church. That one time after church, Inky took Eric home, and he said, and Eric said, "Please stop by uh, the local high school on the way home." And Inky was like, "Why? You know, why would you do that?" And he said, "Just, just take me there." So. He takes Eric there, and Eric gets out after a leukemia session, after church, in the middle of going through all this, and he starts running 400s on the track. And Inky's like, what the heck are you doing, man? He's like, this is what I do. This is what I am. This is all I know how to do. So this is what I'm going to continue to do. And the moral of the story was we don't rise to the occasion. When when things happen in our life, it's not about rising to the occasion. It's about reverting back to our training. Mm -hmm. And so people will often say, like in the program, well, when things happen, I'll go to an extra meeting or I'll call my sponsor more or I'll work the steps more or I'll do more. And it's not about doing more. It's about just doing what I was trained to do, essentially. It's about falling back on the on what I know how to do. And that's what ends up getting me through everything. But I, without getting into everything the way that it's been lately, that's, you know, it's it's been, it's been challenging for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, when I look at that, it's like one of the best things you can do is is be present. You know what I mean? Because that's what sends me into worrying about the past or, I mean, the future or sitting and, and just rehearsing and mulling on the past. It, it, when I get in difficult circumstances, like, okay, what's in front of me right now that I need to deal with? You know, just trying to move through that piece. Yeah. So. And it's the same way, it's actually for me the same way with success, you know, the more success I get, the more I tend to project into the future what else I want, and I I, I literally miss what I have right here in front of me, you know what I mean? And it's like it takes, it it almost steals the wholeness from you, because I think in part of whether things are going good for you or, or difficult for you, I don't want to say bad, but... I think there's a level of wholeness that we can we can achieve if we try to sit in the present. You know, this is just currently what it is, and I don't think there's anything I did to bring it on, or there's not a whole lot I'm gonna do to make it go away, except just show up. Yeah. You know? um, and, and that's been my experience. Well, it's even when, you know, you get hit with COVID at the house, or well, it's all I know to do is, is just show up and be present. You know, it's, I can't, can't do much more than that. Yeah, I, I actually experience, I do the same thing as I, I tend to not usually look at the past, I look more at the future, wanting things and experiencing things. And even, 
even at the beach this week. So the first couple days, we didn't get <clears throat> horrible weather, but we were getting some weather from that hurricane that was going towards Louisiana. And all I kept doing was looking at, all right, if we can just get to these last couple of days, it's gonna be really, really nice, right? Right. And focusing on that and being upset with the clouds or whatever it was then, and I was missing, I was just in a bad attitude, had a bad attitude the first couple of days and was missing everything that was happening, yeah. happening right yeah. then because I was so focused on, if we can just get to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, everything will be good. Um, and I had someone in my family point that out and I was like, oh, you're right, dang it. Um, <laughs> yeah, being present and focusing on what I can control right now and I can't control the weather at all, you know what I mean? So... But it's very true of my life. At least I, I tend to think I can control things that I can't. Um, yeah, and being present and keeping it very... And like what you were saying, it comes back to some of the things that make that stuff work and make things better. It, it, it's like we talked about with the kids' mindset. It's usually something very, very simple. Yeah. It's not easy, uh, but it's very simple. Um, and it's, it's easy to forget that, for me at least, sometimes. Oh, think automatic I think once I like wake up my ego kicks in there and yeah. starts mm-hmm. coming up with ideas and plans and right. formulating how my day should be and I it's not even like a conscious thing you know what I mean like there's no part of me that's like now ego is jumping in there and controlling <laughs> outcomes playing God thinking I know more than you and everybody it's got mm-hmm. all that it just does and then I start going like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, Marcus. You know, it's like somehow there's some internal conversation where it's just so normal. And kind of like you guys are saying, and I miss out on what is presently happening, you know? Yeah. It's weird with all the good and good and bad stuff, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's like my own control issues too. Even that, like when Todd was saying that, I was like, I, Nothing, even even the quote-unquote bad, a lot of that turned out to be really good. And then a lot of the stuff that I thought was good, a lot of times wasn't the healthiest thing for me. You know what I mean? But it, it's usually for me like my own, um, I'm always fascinated with my my ego and the way that it just just comes on and I'm not, I'm just not aware. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Till I get angry or something happens or I hear something in a positive way or a church or a meeting or you guys say something and I get brought out of it, you know. But I try to do my best to stay to stay uh, aware of that, but, you know, inevitably slip into, you know, what I think or what I want or how I feel or my one of my old old uh, recovery mentors, he would say that he'd always say the ism of, of alcoholism is I self me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I would share, he'd go like, oh, how, how do you feel? What, what about yourself is going on? You know what I mean? He'd be messing with me, but I'd be like, oh, really? Well, I feel this way, you know? <laughs> so I'd be sharing. And then eventually he'd be like, yeah, I self me. He didn't say anything about anybody else. Mm. I'd be like, dang it. You know? Yeah. I guess I'm being selfish again. and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's your problem. You're the problem, you know? <laughs> could save me like 20 minutes and we just started there yeah you didn't have to go through the embarrassing thing of luring me in like you wanted to hear it all but it's entertaining so. yeah that's what it was for him he was like oh really well you got feelings wow no, that's horrible <clears throat> we forget where we came from yeah you know? i mean that's one of the things i've noticed is i get 
yeah, I have a life that I shouldn't shouldn't have and definitely don't deserve, and yet, in, when I get in these places, I start looking around. And it's not enough, or well, sure. it's not good enough. I wish I had that, or wish oh, this yeah. was that way or that way, and you know, it's it's. I was just looking down at the ground, saw Brian's little hole punch, you know, the little black dots that everybody yeah. hates in life. That's what what it is. It's a bunch of little hole punches laying all in my life that I <laughs> I get pissed off about. You know what I mean? And I look at it in a negative way when the reality of it is is I, I shouldn't have had the paper in the first place to get made right. the hole punches. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I have to go back and and look at it and put it in perspective of 17 years ago. Where did I sit compared to where I do now? And how to, again, go back to shifting my space of gratitude. Despite the circum external circumstance, can I get in a place of internal gratitude, you know, which is not always easy to pull off, you know. Why do you think it is so easy, <clears throat> I'll say for me at least, but I feel like we've, we've all kind of alluded to this, why is it so easy to quickly forget where we came from? That's a great question. I think the the ego continues to to reconstruct because I'll, I'll do the same thing all the time. I'll be going through some mi like minor thing too, and I, it's like ruining my day. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Three years ago, I was there was no way I should have anything that I should have in my life right now. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? I mean, we're still a human being. Yeah. You know, we still have that ego. And Marcos was talking about like the voice. Like as soon as you wake up, and I was listening to a speaker talk about that, like the multiple voices. You know, like Jock Brian is like, dude, you got to get up and you got to work out. You got to lift. You got to go for a run. And, and boyfriend Brian is like, well, do I need to get her flowers? Does she still love me? Like, what do I do? Do right. I text her? Do I not text her? Like, yeah. you know, spiritual Brian is like, no, nah, man, we got to pray and meditate right now because that's the single <laughs> most important thing ever. Like, everything else needs to shut up. And it's just like, I haven't even opened my eyes yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all these things are, are coming after me. But it's, it's the ego just continues to, to redevelop and, and reconstruct. And so how do I... How do I continue to allow that to be, just like anything else in my life, just allow it to be and accept it for what it is, and like Todd said before, just get present. Because if I'm really, really present, and I'm truly present, and I'm not trying to do something for the future or thinking about anything in the past, and I am just where I am, I recognize that whatever is happening in my life is, is needed. It's absolutely necessary. So where I get twisted is in my, my wants versus my needs. Like I want all these things, but the universe knows and God knows that w what I really need and what is really best for me. Because thank God I haven't always gotten what I wanted. Because if I got what I wanted, I'd, I'd have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. Well, man, I think again it goes back to, I think it happens and the ego comes back because we're not in a space of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's impossible if you're, if you're in a constant state of not, not, mental gratitude but like true in-depth in your heart mm -hmm. like true gratitude for for the life you have it's impossible to dislike hate whatever your current circumstance mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean no matter what you can't find a reason to dislike it or whatever and i forget the past because i'm not in a state of current gratitude mm -hmm. when i when i stay in a state of current gratitude it's the weirdest, I think the weirdest thing for me, my past comes up in many different ways to show me, hey, you remember when? You know what I mean? That, that's the, 
the the language in my head. Hey, you remember when you didn't even have a car for it to break down? You remember yeah, that? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's break down. You know, and <laughs> yeah. go to it. Yeah. But it, but I can tell you this: that's my car. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't have that 17 years ago. So it's one of those places that <clears throat> I think any human it's hard to stay in spaces of gratitude. I mean, I get. It's like over the weekend, you, <clears throat> I get thrown off of my routine of doing the normal, waking up in the north, same place, you know, with all the stuff, the things that I do, and the, my certain headphones I use for meditations and all that, and then you, sports over, you realize you forgot all those things, you know what I mean? And you didn't stay in a space of gratitude through the weekend, yet I had every reason to be, yet I was in my head seeing all the things I wish I had and not being present in what I currently did have, right. if that makes sense. Then you miss experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You totally miss them and miss the point of what God's trying to, I think, teach you or, or the message he's trying to give you in that moment. Yeah. Right. So the good question is, so how do I stay or remain in that state of gratitude? And, and for me, one of the things, I was listening to somebody talk about the third step and he said, well, what does that actually mean to turn my will and my life over to the care of a higher power? And he says, well, I just remove my judgment from everything. And the way for me to be able to stay in gratitude in anything is, is to completely remove my judgment from a situation. And to, to alter my perception, my mind frame on it. So, like, I'm going through <clears throat> a difficult or a challenging time. It's not bad. I, I steer away from words like this is bad. Because it's not bad. And, you know, none of it's bad. Those are just labels that we place on things. Mm -hmm. So how am I still in gr gratitude is I remove my judgment from that situation. So I allow the universe to, to do what, whatever it is that it's doing and I stay present for it. And I'm grateful for it. And I remember exactly where I used to be and exactly where I am. And I can even, like the gratitude I can see in it now is whatever I've gone through over the last month or whatever the universe has thrown at me three years ago would have broken me entirely. Well, and there's two things you can look at even go deeper is one, is it actually challenging? Because that's a form of judgment in itself. Two, did the universe throw anything at you or did it give you a gift? And there's another way of shifting that perception. <laughs> because you're right. Because it's like the, uh, the reason they call it the present is because it's a gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like looking at it that way because I have a hard time being there too but I hear Wayne Dyer talk about it all the time. It's like and you said it's not, I don't want to say it's bad, but it's challenging. Even that, like in his mindset, is that's a judgment in itself because it, it just is. Yeah. You know? And that's a hard place for me to get to. Yeah. So it ju just yeah. is. Yeah. You know? That's like radical acceptance, I think. That's like right. acceptance, acceptance. Yeah. That's on a, a very enlightened state right there. Well, I think it is. That's what we, we constantly seek, yeah. and we do it through the daily practices that we have to have. Not, yeah, because I get stuck in the motions. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that, that I've been told is like meditation. It's like you never, you never necessarily want to keep doing it in the same place every time because it becomes this consistent, just a, mm -hmm. and a, a thing you're going through versus an experience you're having. So it's like finding different you know, locations, which can get weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Adam may find me somewhere up, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing in the corner? Todd's of the in the attic right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's changing it up and keeping it, you know, alive for me. Of, of, 
because I'll notice if I do it in the same place over and over, I start to not just meditate, I start to fall asleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. wake up, start to meditate, before I know it, I'm, I'm like half asleep. <laughs> just yeah. Well, I, I agree with that. And I, what I'll experience when I know it's time to, to shift it a little bit is I get in a routine, and if that routine gets messed up, I mean... I, tr I say I'm meditating, but I'm so angry that my schedule got pushed or changed that I'm not actually meditating. I'm really just super ticked off because my whole, my schedule that I tell myself is, this is routine, this is good. And to me, that's usually when it will dawn on me after I'm not angry anymore that, all right, it's time to shift things You're up. You're meditating on the anger. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more focused on controlling how my morning routine this healthy morning or whatever it is is going and mm -hmm. i'm not actually meditating or praying or whatever right. it is i'm just i'm just mad that something got got switched up and changed yeah. you know and then i'm not present and you know i get focused on what i need to do is it challenging what's going on and really like you said it's just being right and what experience do I need? Well, it's the one I'm living right now, obviously. Right. You know, that's the that's the gift, right? Yeah. I don't have to go search for it or find it or make it happen. It's it's given to me daily, you know. Well, no, I think we got to keep our eye on that, especially right now. The 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 picture that gets painted about the world is that it's all like this horrible, yeah. you know, and it's really not. You know, that, I guarantee you could go out and find more positive good stories than you see the negative that's going on you know yeah. what i mean it, it's you know i think with the week of 9-11 of coming up this week and all that it's just that the, the best thing i can do for in remembrance of the people that died and the, and the first responders and all that is to be in a state of gratitude you know for for the life that i do have the the life that i'm gonna have all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. And try to put aside any judgments, like you were saying, of anything in front in front of me. Because imagine being one of those three thousand, yeah, you know, or two hundred, two thousand nine hundred and seventy-seven, whatever it was. Was you know, it, it's imagine being one of those and having the opportunity to come back, you know. And the catch being, you can only come back if you can stay in a state of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine that they would they would probably beg for that opportunity. Right. And their families too. Yeah. You know, to have them back. Yeah. That's yep. Well in nine eleven you can just look at things that are going on around the world today too and you're just like we're ungrateful for some of the stuff that we have going on, but if you allow yourself to look at other circumstances yeah. of other people and you're like, Man, I've actually got it pretty good, you know, compared to some other stuff and having gratitude just for the very minor and simple things that we take for granted, like turning on a, the freaking faucet just to fill up yeah, some water, you exactly. know, like, dang, yeah. like, not a lot of people have even this, you know, right. but. I think, uh, you know, the moral is ultimately quit living with a bruised tailbone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a great metaphor for my life. Yeah. I always I mean, just got the name of the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From sitting on a bad chair. We're going to get you a donut to sit on. Well, and I have contributed to the okay. my pandemic weight, is what yeah. I call it. Pandemic know? weight. Mm -hmm. See, I always go back to the, the way that the, 
the mind is wired and why everybody tends to think that, oh my God, there's all these negative things going on in the world because the mind is designed to analyze problems, identify problems, and then fix the problem. For sure. what the brains are designed to do. So how do we rewire that? And it takes practice. So I always say gratitude is a practice. I have to attempt to have gratitude every single day. And it's funny, we were talking about this. I, I, I have often taken a very, I admit this, an egotistical hardline stance with the 12 steps. And I think a lot of other stuff is half measured. Um, and so like gratitude lists are something for me that never, they never really worked for me. It was always about what can I do to, to get that gratitude within me. But 36 days ago, I recognized that I was lacking gratitude in my life. And I started this thing on Facebook. I was going to do one thing. I was going to do a 90 and 90 of gratitude. So no matter what's happening in my life, Every single day I'm putting something out there of gratitude. And I was just I was just thinking about that this morning and how appropriate that really was that I started it when I started it, not knowing kind of the things that were gonna happen in my life and how much I've actually needed that. And it's another God thing. I can see God in everything in my life anymore and always around me if I'm just if I'm just looking for it and rewiring it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said that is you didn't know you needed it, but God knew you did. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's cool. Well, it's, it's viewing the world there aren't any problems, you know what I mean? It, it, that's, again, goes back to the way that Wayne and I would look at the situation is just, there is no problem, it just is. Mm -hmm. and, and, and our job is to just be present and be love, you know, mm -hmm. which is not always easy to do. So it's, I get so internally selfish with the world and, you know, it's like yesterday it was my ex-wife's birthday. Well, heck, I didn't remember birthday because at that point to me you know my, my sick way of thinking it's not it's unimportant at that because I'm not married to her it's not my thing but what I realized was holy crap that was my when I look at it from the perspective of my daughter's mom's birthday it's something that I should be more aware of to acknowledge and you know what I mean all that kind of stuff instead of looking at it just like well it's no big deal that I didn't remember because it's not she's not my wife I shouldn't you know what I mean? <laughs> so my brain can quickly rationalize away all those things but then that moves me further away from the gratitude of no matter what conflict I've ever had whether the gratitude that uh, she was in my life I had my kids you know what I mean so you can even take something like that and make it a, a positive, you know, is what I've had to learn mm -hmm. how to do with it. Now, it's not every day. Some days you all yeah. hear me <laughs> in a different space and you got to pull me out of that. But Good stuff. Yeah. Gratitude. I, I feel like, like I we, that. huh? So I feel like I needed that. We do that. <clears throat> we do it a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, it's... <clears throat> It just it keeps reminding keep the, the word simple stays in my head like we talk a lot about the same types of things gratitude being present and self-aware and experiences and it's interesting to me like we could list out some of this stuff and it's it's just very simple processes is. right so how do i show up with love today in, in every aspect and everything that's happening in my life wherever i'm at in the present moment whatever i'm doing how can it be with love right the rest take care of itself. Yep. All right. Well, hopefully we uh, we'll all be together again next week. Hopefully, that's the plan. Not have a 
It won't be good or bad if we are or not. It'll just be. It'll, it'll just, just be. be. It'll just be. Right. That's right. It is. Oh, any closing thoughts? No, I just I think for me acceptance is like always been a, a an Achilles heel of mm-hmm. mine. You know, and tailbone. Then, yes, <laughs> it's been my own source of bruised tailbone yeah. forever. So it's always something because, like, I have to, I have to get to acceptance generally to get to, um, to let go of whatever judgments I have, you know. Um, I'd just say you you don't live life with a bruised tailbone. If you, if you have one, get it looked at and fixed. Yeah, no point. Don't suffer through that. Yeah, so I'm getting it looked at. See the beauty of of the punch paper punch holes on the floor. That's right. I think Todd's telling me I need to sweep my floor. That's really what he's meaning. You're going to sweep this crap up. You helped him with spirituality. And and they look small, you know, but it's like the now I see beauty in this. It's like there's three opportunities. You helped him grow. (laughs) Good. Tailbones and hole punches. That's right. All right. Catch you guys next week.